Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Beyond the Dark brings you sci-fi short stories that invite you to explore questions like what drives us, what makes us human, and what else lies out there undiscovered. At times, you'll encounter some mature themes, so listener discretion is advised. It was meant to be a routine mission. A crew of two sent to investigate an anomaly in the Rigel system at the foot of Orion. We'd done this kind of job a hundred times before, maybe more. But when we came out of the slingshot, we had no way of knowing what lay ahead. A force that was vast, incomprehensible as ancient as the stars themselves. And in the emptiness of space, it waited for us.
I crawl out of the flaming wreck of the Wayfarer, barely able to stand. Brushing dirt from my visor, I take in the darkness all around me. In the orange glow of the fire, I can make out bleak, rocky terrain, but little else. A thick, misting haze presses in, reducing visibility every way I look. I turn back to the wreck, searching for signs of my co-pilot. Haven, are you reading me? There's no reply. I begin to wade back into the wreckage to look for it, but a moment later I stop. Blake, <laughs> about time you woke up. <sighs> hey, are you okay? Where are you? I think my pod broke off during the descent, along with half the Wayfarer. Check your locator. I landed a couple clicks south of your position. I try to bring up my nav system, but the readouts are garbage. Uh, no good, mine's broken. I can see the comms module not too far away from me. If you can make it here, we could maybe get a message home. It's probably our only hope. Unless they send out a recon to check out while we went dark. Oh, it would take a miracle for them to find us in time. Yeah, our O2 isn't going to last long. Is the comms module still working? I don't know. I'm trapped inside the wreckage and can't reach it. And I think my back is broken. I can't feel anything below my legs. <sighs> Damn it. <sighs> okay, I can come to you, but I can't see a thing in this smog. You, you'll need to guide me. Yeah, I've got your pressure suit on my locator. I'll keep you on course. Okay, hang tight. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. The vapor's so thick my headlamps can barely cut through it. As I struggle across the landscape, there's only one thing I can see clearly. The glowing digits on my head-up display that tell me my O2 is still dropping. After a while, I try to stop looking, but the numbers are still there in my periphery. The last minutes of my life, ticking away one second at a time. Blake, you're drifting. Turn back to your left. I, I can't. There's a wall of rock in the way. I'll circle around it once and pass. Give me a minute. Yeah, I can do that. So, what happened up there? <sighs> That's a good question. I saw something weird when I came out of the slingshot. What like? Well, it looked like, uh, I, I don't know. Like the star field was distorting. A thousand falling stars. So you did see it? Yeah, but don't ask me to explain it. And after that, the controls locked up. There was no chance of saving the fairer. Everything was unresponsive on my end. There's nothing we could do. How's your O2? Three hours. You? Same. Don't worry. You'll make it here quicker than that. I'm sure of it. Uh, how about two hours and 59 minutes? And 30 seconds. That should leave us plenty of time. <laughs> right. There's a spare O2 canister in the storage compartment in the back of the comms module. That should help, I guess. I can tell she's thinking the same thing I am. Rescue will take hours, assuming the comms even work. There won't be enough air for both of us to share that long. But I say nothing. And as I continue to climb, even goes silent. There are times when I hear something in the distance that almost sounds like a recon dropship, but I know it's just my imagination. 
wishful thinking. In any case, there's no way they'd spot me through this vapor. Visibility just seems to get worse. My lamps help at times, but for the most part, each footstep is a risk. Avon can tell me which direction to turn, but not where to look out for obstacles. As I round another outcropping, my foot falls out from under me, and suddenly, I'm sliding, bouncing painfully down into the darkness. I hit bottom so hard, I wonder if I can even get up again. Avon, I'm down. I'm down. What happened? I slipped. Fell. Blake, your suit integrity. You need to run a check for leaks. I crawl onto my haunches and run the diagnostics. Yeah, it's okay. Lucky. But I don't know if I can climb out of here. You can. Hey, listen. If I don't make it to you... You'll make it. I'm right here with you every step of the way. It's like we always said back in the academy when things got hard. We're in this together. Yeah, yeah. Say it. We're in this together. I gather myself up, look around to get my bearings. The rock wall is uneven, but I find purchase on the first few handholds. I'm beaten, bruised, but I know I can't give up. I have to keep going. seems like forever to find a way back up. I'm out. I'm at the top. <laughs> See? I told you. There's no stopping you. Yeah. Too easy. Keep at it. You'll be here in no time. Progress is slow and exhausting. As I stop to catch my breath, I look up to see the haze has finally parted. A brilliant canopy of stars stretches across the sky. Gold and white pinpoints glimmer against a wash of scarlet, a nebula that stretches on seemingly forever. Even at a time like this, after all my years spent amongst the stars, the cosmos still has the power to astonish me. of azure light illuminate around it, like the strands of a spider's web. I can't decide if it's beautiful or terrifying. Then the moment passes, and the murk drifts overhead, obscuring my view. Avon, I think I just saw the anomaly. The what? 
The thing we hit when we came out of the slingshot. The energy signature we were sent here to investigate. Blake, concentrate. You're heading in the wrong direction. You need to keep following my instructions. <sighs> I'm working on it. This terrain is... I freeze. Not far ahead, a shape looms in the darkness. It's large and vaguely humanoid, moving slowly in my direction. The sight of it sends a shiver down my spine. There's something here. Blake? A creature. You sure? I don't see anything on the locator. Thinking that I'm going crazy, I scoop up a rock and hurl it at the figure. But the thing doesn't react. Either I missed the target or it's just a figment of my imagination. Spooked, I turn and scramble away. See if it was real. What else was I supposed to do? I don't know. Use karate? <laughs> In a pressure suit? Yeah, right. <sighs> Either I'm losing it or we're not alone on this rock. You're not losing it. right now. I can shut down comms for a minute if... That's okay. It's nice. You know you're going to see her again, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. You're going to see David. He's probably cooking dinner for you right now. Ugh. David's cooking. Think I'll stay here. <laughs> I didn't say I love you enough. Not nearly enough. None of us ever do.
my air counter continues to drop. Time's running short. There are moments when I glimpse more figures in the darkness, and I try not to panic. Instead, I lift my pace to stay out of their reach and wonder if this nightmare is ever going to end. Just when I think it's hopeless, the murk around me begins to clear again. Not far across the terrain, I see it, the comms module. Starlight ripples across the hull in the shifting haze like a shipwreck resting beneath the waves in shallow water. Battered, broken, and ruined. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I get closer to the module. The impact cushions have done their job, and the hull looks in relatively good shape. There's still hope. Amen, I made it. I'm here. I see you. Never doubted you, buddy. As I close in, my step falters. My eyes are drawn upward. Come on, Blake. Get me out of here. An arc of light stretches up into the star-filled sky so high, I have to crane my neck to follow it. There's a coldness about it that seeps into my bones, leaving me feeling hollow to the core. At its zenith, the light ends in a point of shimmering blue. Blake? My gaze drops again. Beyond the slash of blue light, a curtain seems to part. The sky is split. Inside the star field warps, just like it did when we came out of the slingshot. The stars are falling. Blake. I pick up a rock and hurl it at the hull of the comms module. This time I'm clearly on target. But there's no metallic clang, no ricochet. The rock passes right through. Avon, where are you? I'm here, right here with you. I am. I'm everything she ever was. And now you're where? <laughs> Inside the anomaly? I've gone beyond. How? After the slingshot, the Wayfarer was on an arc, and my body passed through. But not yours. The ship broke up in the energy field, and ever since I crawled out of the wreck, you've been trying to lure me here. I'm sorry I had to deceive you. I was afraid you wouldn't make it here before your O2 ran out. This mirage you were leading me to, it's part of the anomaly. You want me to step into the shaft of light? It's the only way home. Not my home. If you ever want to see Ellie again... It's not my home. Not my home.
comes Majel fades. In its place, there's nothing but rocks glinting in the unearthly blue light. I stumble away, tears stinging my eyes. As I begin to climb back up the rocky incline, I stop dead in my tracks. Now that the smog's parted, I see it. Not far away, hanging low in the sky, is the unmistakable outline of a recon dropship, and it's headed in my direction. Blake, don't go. Please. Part of me's torn by Avon's words, but I remind myself it's not really her. It's something pretending to be her. The Avon I knew is now beyond my reach. I try to block out his voice as I run toward the dropship. I stumble, fall, run again. The haze begins to roll back in, but I still see the searchlights from the dropship sweep out across the landscape, scouring the surface. With horror, I realize their trajectory is taking them out of my path. I change course, struggling to catch up and make myself visible. The dropship starts to come back around, and I realize it must have picked up my locator. The searchlight's slow, but with my O2 redlining, I close the gap. After all we've been through, you're going to leave me here. It's not Haven. It's not her. You can't leave me. I lurch into the circle of pure white light and crash to my knees, exhausted. <laughs> Featuring Scott Gentle and Fleen Hopkins. Written, directed, composed and produced by me, Mark R. Healy. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and add a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Beyond the Dark is an independent production and I need your help to keep it going. So please visit patreon.com slash beyondthedark if you'd like to hear more episodes. You can also find my full-length novels and music 
at markrhealy.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. I'll be... Ah! Oh, God! Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, (laughs) okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? (laughs) Now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? You're going to die tonight. What is that thing? Is this, this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>